We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, bet online. Uh, I got my uh, free promotion uh, last week from Bet Online, so I'm pretty pumped up. I'm about to bet it all on uh, whenever Steph decides to get over Corona. But uh, Bet Online sponsoring us again this week. March has arrived, and we're only weeks away from the big tournament. Yes, March Madness. So make sure make sure to head to Bet Online and open an account today to get in on their hundred thousand dollar bracket madness contest starting march 15th and remember the nba and xfl are still going strong so whatever your passion is bet online is the place to be for all your betting needs so visit our good friends and exclusive partner bet online to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business sign up for a free account make sure to use the promo code promo code you all know blue wire one word for your 50 percent sign up bonus bet online your online sportsbook experts Light years is so fucking crazy to me. It's so crazy. Light years is so fucking crazy to me. It's so crazy. I made some money on the Lakers this weekend. Oh, you were, what the what the fuck? That's how you start the podcast, bro. I saw a chance to make oh, easy money. I had to do it. What what did you bet on? I'm trying to I'm trying to save I'm trying to save it for a house here. <laughs> Every little bit counts. Thank you, Bet Online. <laughs> Sam gonna be living in the Oakland Hills, uh, <laughs> <laughs> trying to get as far away from Corona as possible. Might, uh, go, to the, the, might go to the Nebraska Hills. Actually, I was gonna say they're landing the the cruise ship in Oakland, so I don't. Probably not a uh, probably not a good idea. What did you bet on? Did you bet on the 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 them beating the Clippers? Yeah, I felt like that was uh. easy money. They, I I just did not think the Clippers were gonna sweep them for the season. And it just it it 
felt like a game that the Lakers were going to take far more serious than the Clippers. When I saw the Clippers playing Reggie Jackson <laughs> in key minutes, I'm like, yeah, this I have over. A, I have a visceral hatred hatred towards players like not Reggie Jackson, but players like Reggie Jackson. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. I just I cannot stand. I was watching the game. Cannot stand watching Reggie Jackson play basketball. One of the most infuriating things. The the I, type that you're ugh. you're you're not good enough to handle the ball ugh. as much as you want to. Like Pat, you should. It's we're gonna see more of it, but it's like the the dudes who think they're Russell Westbrook or something. And he, quite frankly, Russ should probably give up the ball more than he does too. But like the guys who uh, over dribble, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he had a he had a sequence where. Uh, there was like eight seconds left, and he had Kawhi on the on the middle, and he had it on the wing, and he pulls the ball out, run a pick and roll. He actually scored on that play, but it just tells me like, oh. <sighs> I think we saw exactly how that playoff series would go, um, <laughs> in the sense of I still would take the Clippers. Like th- something has to change injury wise for me to think the Lakers will win that series, but it's close enough that it wouldn't shock me if the Lakers won it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like I think the Clippers have a higher ceiling, but they have all these moving parts where they um where Doc could lose them games, you know, by playing too much Reggie Jackson, by Lou Williams ISOing when Kawhi is standing there. Whereas with the Lakers, you know LeBron's gonna take the ball, so the floor is higher. Like they're they're not gonna lose a game because KCP's decided to over dribble the ball. <laughs> Yeah, that's not going to happen on uh, on LeBron's watch. Believe believe that. Uh, but we'll we'll get into more uh, Lakers Clippers. Um, very discouraging weekend if you're a uh, your Warriors fan, which most of our listeners are. But we're doing a a massive uh, mailbag segment this week. So I was, you know what, our listeners got me hyped up. Whew. Like I like I think fifty questions. I <laughs> we're not going to get to all of them, and if I don't get to your question. I apologize. Um, a lot of the questions were similar, so I feel like we'll hit every topic. Um, yeah, but I really wish I could, you know, kind of call everyone out by name, but it's probably not going to happen. <laughs> we, we people don't want a three-hour mailbag. It's uh, yeah, we're we're not we're not dunked on. We're not we're not to that level yet. Simmons and Rosillo had like a two-hour plus this this morning, and even I was like, oh, sheesh. Uh, but we'll, we'll we'll go. We'll get to as many as we, as we can. So uh, so it's Just exciting, to- and then. Just to, um, you know, we're not, we're not to that level yet. One day, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll get into it. Actually, before that, we should do some news here. I, Of course, Steph gets sick after he returns. I was just, um, and by the way, very nice win on Saturday. It's been kind of enjoyable watching them scrap with mostly 10-day contract guys. Like, enjoyable for what it is. But, um do we think we see stuff again this year? Yes, yes. Stop it, stop it. Unless he actually has the coronavirus, um, he'll he'll be back playing. Uh, Do you it, think he'll be back Tuesday for the Clippers? Yeah, maybe not, huh? If uh, like, does he even have the flu? Who knows? Uh, but you'd assume he'd be back uh, this week, right? I mean, what's interesting to me is that I would think Draymond would want to play. Um, he can't be seriously hurt, uh, but he's like sitting out again tomorrow. They ruled him out today, which is kind of early. And to me, it's like, to me, it's like if I were German, I'd be like, man, it'd be kind of cool to play with Steph again, right? But he, not, I guess they're not even gonna bother. Um, he's been, he's been very disappointing this season. Like, 
for everything he's meant to this team the last five years, the way he's acted this year is exactly why NBA ratings are down. It's pretty disgusting, like the level of entitlement, like, oh, I don't have a great roster. I'm just going to mail it in this season. Well, yeah, dude, I understand you're not kind of, your game's not equipped to be the quote-unquote soul act type of guy, but you are making like $18 million a year. It's pretty damn lame some of the effort we've got out of him and just I, I it's going to take me a long time to shake it uh it'll probably take until maybe next november when he when he probably is going to show up and play hard <laughs> I, yeah uh, when he's in milwaukee <laughs> <laughs> all right let's get into the questions we got a lot of questions <laughs> I, <laughs> uh Did don't he, cut that ben don't cut that we need that we need to stick that one in the podcast okay all right questions let's go all right starting with at GS Dub Pool Party, Pool spelled like Jordan Pool spells his name. Somebody named their at GS Dub like, Pool Party. I like Party. that. I like that, by the way. Um, what do you guys think of NBC Sports putting a random Asian guy with a mask as a picture, uh, but changing it to a basketball being held with a glove? <laughs> I probably should have picked a different question. To no, 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 this no, is no. A, this is about coronavirus. Yes. Um, Let's let's start with this. So NBA's li- limiting locker room access. I think this is the lamest uh lamest thing they've done since the last time Adam Silver did anything. Honestly, he's on like a he's on like this hot streak of terribly lame decisions. It, it's it's truly impressive. He's got me like going to church every week and lighting a candle to try to resurrect David Stern. It's just bad. Um in terms of the pick, that's kind of funny because <laughs> of the innuendo. But like for me, it's uh, I mean, wh- what is limiting lock- locker room access? Gonna yeah. Be? <laughs> well, um, by the way, the uh, the the Corona stuff is getting pretty uh, pretty funny. They must have got probably a media backlash. There was there was a tweet. I think it was was it New York Times. It was someone that posted something where it was like a moving moving picture and then they just like somebody was like did you just wait for three asian dudes to walk by before you took t- took that picture and then posted it about coronavirus so it's all been uh it's all been quite hilarious on twitter as it as it always is but um i what <laughs> is the this is peak nba though is it not you mentioned adam silver this is about par for the course in terms of how he's kind of run fake fake woke it, it's it, just, it is because if you were really concerned about um, spreading of a disease, which you think can have negative effects, you would cancel the sporting event. Like what's, what's going to have a bigger effect? Ethan Strauss going into the locker room <laughs> or 18,000 people, half of them with drinks in their hands and like concession workers and everyone in the Screaming, stadium. spitting. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think it's pretty clear which one is more likely to spread the disease. And, you know, they, they're they not seeming to cancel games because there's yeah. money on the line there. Well, I mean, this is the direct comparison to how they handled the China controversy, right? Exactly. It's, at the end of the day, they're not going to – and we talked about this when it happened. It's like at the end of the day, like we get it. Like everybody gets what a business is. Right? You're not, Of course, you're not going to want to shut down games, but at least don't act like you – you know, you care about, you know, kind of the well-being of people because you're right. 
you got 15, 20,000 people in an arena together. So, so Italy's in a in a shutdown. Um, I saw that there were some soccer games that were being canceled. They like shut down big, Serie A, right? which is the Italian league. Um, yeah. Now, Italy's got hit worse than anyone outside of China. Um, it's coming, though. Like, it's not going to get potentially. better right now. Right? Yeah, yeah potentially. Mean, right, right, right. But, yeah, but the, the point is Italy is in a similar st- – northern Italy specifically, like Milan um, – what what are some of the other northern cities? Torino and like um, God, all Sam's, those cities Sam's are geography right there. <laughs> they're all they've all been hit pretty hard, and so they're kind of in a shutdown state for for health reasons. Uh, we're not there yet, but you're right. It's probably coming to to San Francisco soon, to Oakland, to the Bay. Yeah, um, I mean it's it's. Right, it doesn't make sense. I mean, they said they're teaming with baseball too. Do okay. Let's let me ask in you. And the this. N- the NFL getting in on this is perfect because they don't have to worry about it. For like, they're like, yeah, us too. No media at, in our locker room sessions right now. And the NBA probably the most uh, the most they get to do whatever they want. Um, do you okay? So let me ask you this: It's is this going to be a little maybe a little bit extra? But do you think? Do you think that the NBA is so they have a meeting on Wednesday? Do you think that they're going to talk about canceling or postponing playoff games? Um, hmm, maybe. I don't think they want to. I think you and I both know right. that's the absolute last resort. There's too much money on the line. And as much as they want to claim it's about anything else, it's about the money. You know, we we already watched LeBron James beg the chairman of the Communist Party in China for forgiveness to not lose money. So, cause he wants to sell space jam too. So, I mean, they'll do whatever for a profit while also claiming to be socially aware. Not that there's anything wrong with, you know, wanting to make money. It just, I just don't like the, uh, the fake woke angle of it. Yeah. It's uh it's gonna, it's a hard line to, to, um, to walk for the NBA and they've, you know, it's not like they've kind of put themselves in this position, but it, man, it's hard. Kind of. <laughs> I'm trying to be. I'm trying to take a little bit of a a gray area stance, Sam. I'm uh, trying to reel it back in. But I, you know, I'm with you though. Like it's hard when you you've done all this stuff over the last few years, and then when shit hits the fan, you know, when shit hits the fan, you're looking at it. You show like, who you you show yeah. who you really are. You know, yeah. it's easy to take a stand when you have nothing to lose, so to say. Yeah, and and I think the the what's what's the interesting part to me is like not just kind of the sports leagues and stuff, but you look at kind of you look at kind of the uh, the economy or well the companies that are you know situated in San Francisco that talk about you know all this progressive and all this stuff, and then when it comes down to it, you've still got guys that aren't really work from home that aren't really doing these things that necessarily help. Um, and I don't know, like the past couple months or the past couple weeks, this thing isn't going to get any better at least for the next month or so. Um, so we'll see how the NBA handles it. Uh, I, do, I do think maybe there's a chance think, that they postpone it. But Do you think they can cancel the playoffs? I th- do you think there's a scenario we don't have an NBA champion? Yes. Yes. What, so who knows? What perc- right, what obviously, percent who chance? knows? But, like, but okay. yeah. So I'm not going to hold you to this. Like, you know, no one knows where this is going in the next yeah. three weeks. But yeah. on March 9th. What percentage chance do you see that there is no NBA champion? Give me a ball. I'll give you my ball. I mean, I would say, I would say, yeah. What day did you say? Today is March 9th. So, like today, your right. prediction that there will be no NBA champion. I w- I would say it's pretty low as of now. Maybe like twenty percent. Twenty percent high. I would say a twenty percent chance that's that LeBron high, fans get to claim. He would have won a ring if not for coronavirus. 
Is that not the greatest part? Hey, by the way, if a star gets coronavirus, and by this thing seems like it's spreading, it's like it's way easier to spread than in than other diseases. If it, if it spreads at the rate people are saying, there will be a significant, there will be like a prominent NBA player gets and it that's just it. by statistical odds. Yeah, and that's it. And 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 not won't you like that's it. That's and that's why we kind of need to talk about this because this really does affect directly the NBA and what we like, right? When when the Warriors posted that Steph was out because of illness. Bro, every, obviously all of my the first friends. thought. Yeah. <laughs> like 20, yes. 20 texts. Everyone's like, is it Corona? Save Steph. Uh, <laughs> uh, one, well, by the way, one, we're only one question in. We're, we're like, it's, all it's, right. it's been We'll like, move it forward. This is obviously moving parts. Um, we're both hoping that it doesn't get canceled because it'll be really hard to pod without that. But yes. um, also, I do think we'll get some good playoffs this year, and I'd like to see them. Next question. We really are dragging. All right. From classic bite years. Um, Harbed Kusi. I apologize for mispronouncing your name. Let me know if I didn't do it right. What are your thoughts on Jimmy Butler two years ago calling Andrew Wiggins the most talented Wolves player, which included himself and Towns, and him saying Wiggins only gave 40% effort? So let me read the quote. Ooh. His quote wasn't 40% effort. It said, someone asked him if he's the most talented player. He goes, who? Me? Hell no. Wiggs is. Wiggs is the most talented by far. I see him do things and I'm like, wow. Like how? The crazy part is that was at 40%. Just think of your 80% or what you can do if you can go hard as 100. Wiggs is easily the most talented guy on the team. Okay. Um, my first thought is Jimmy Butler must have hated Carl Anthony Towns. Because there's just no way that's true. There's just no way. He probably knows that, and I feel like he's saying that because he just doesn't like Cat. Uh, my second thought is, uh, you're never going to see Andrew Wiggins at 100%. <laughs> we'll see, but what getting him to 80 would be great. That's my thought process. So, so I have I have two thoughts on it. One, I think in general NBA players always default to wing, being the most talented unless they're an insane outlier like Steph. Like the the prototypical guy NBA players would be like, ooh, that dude is insane. It's like KD, right? The big wing who can do everything on on both sides of the floor. And rightfully so, right? It's like the most complete player. Um, So I think him not saying Towns is like an indictment on what he thinks of Towns' personality more than anything, which is, I think, what you said. Um, Second, I think when you said 40%, he was mostly implying – Wiggins hadn't even like fully developed his game. And I think it's a lot of projection when you see like the physical things he can do. You're like, what if he just refines his handle and becomes a little better? He could be so insane. I'm kind of with you. Uh, It would be nice, but (laughs) I don't expect Andrew Wiggins to come back next summer with like uh, KD or a Kawhi level, you know, um, shake with his handle. If he did, yeah, sky's the limit. Well, if he did, it would have happened already. I mean, if it if it's right. gonna happen, it would have happened already. That's the thing. Like, no matter how shitty the situation is, like there's a, there's a large part of this is like just how hard you're gonna work, how good you're gonna be. A lot of this is on Wiggins. Like, you can blame Minnesota as much as you want. To me, it's like, dude, like that's on you. So um, he'll probably be better though. And, like we we've talked about this at length. He'll probably be better. But I think he's played well. I think he fits what they want to yeah. do. Um, I could take if he gives this effort next year i'll be pretty happy with it um because 
at this point, he's played 20 minutes with Steph all season, zero minutes with Clay Thompson, and like, I don't know, two games with Draymond Green. Good it's not well. like it's like we both acknowledge he can be effective if he defends hard and doesn't have to handle the ball. Um, do you agree with me on that? Front? Yeah, he and and he won't be doing and he won't be handling the ball next season, and he be- no, he can make, he can make quick decisions like a two dribble decision type of thing. But, like, you don't want him running high pick and roll, for example, right? <laughs> My favorite part of this is always, you know that Andrew Wiggins is getting paid, like, $60 million a year? <laughs> and we're talking about, like, yeah, let's just kind of limit him to stuff that Robert Covington does. It's, it's always the funniest part. No, I'm with you. I think like, I think, you know, it's, it's the, I think right the funny part is even on the Warriors, he hasn't been handling the ball a lot, even in this, like, weird um, – ghost lineup thing they got going on they're still not like asking him to uh do too much and he's he's just walking into 20 points like i think the only thing i noticed that's kind of encouraging it's like he can get 20 in the flow without having to hunt shots you know what i'm saying yeah like he can he gets them off cuts he'll get a couple spot ups he'll get to the line a few times he doesn't like he doesn't need that many touches to get 20 points and he's doing it yeah. All right. Next question. You're you're over my Wiggins slobber session. <laughs> um, enough Wiggins for us. Man. From Just Rick non-stop. from Centrix. Um, do the Warriors part ways with Celebrini this summer? Seems like guys aren't physically ready Ooh. compared to Chelsea Lane squads. I don't think this season is an indictment on Celebrini. <laughs> this season is. We're not going anywhere, and we're going to find ways to keep guys out of the lineup. How about big picture? Do you think that the Warriors have lost too much internally? Maybe not medical staff, but coaching staff, front office. We'll, have, feels- to wait. we'll have to wait and see. So to me, the, the way we'll assess it is what they do with the pick and how they develop it. Um, and I don't know that we can, and we won't get it. We won't get like a quick answer on that. So it's, it's kind of annoying. Yeah. I, uh, I think there's a bit of arrogance that, that they took on the last few years and, and they've, and they haven't really tried to improve or get better to me. It feels that way. Um, oh, a lot see, of, I, I kind of disagree with that. They have the largest coaching staff in the NBA. A lot of self self internal promoting. Uh. Whether they whether they made the right hires is a different question. Like objectively, in fourteen fifteen and like around that time, they had a stacked front office, a stacked coaching staff, a stacked analytics staff, and all these guys got credit. And everyone's like talking about like Sammy Gelfand. Chelsea Lane, you know, like Travis Schlenk, Jerry West. Like when you know people who aren't the GM or the coach, you know that there's like a level of uh, uh, of like reverence and like everyone's writing a story on like the next genius Nick Uran and that stuff like that. Right. Um, All all those people, for the most part that we listed left. And that's kind of what happens. Like how many times have the Spurs had all their assistants leave? Right. I don't know if the replacements are as good. We're just going to have to wait and see. Uh, I feel like it's been a few years since that's happened. I don't know how much longer I would give them time to w- to wait and see. It just feels like to me they should have 
spent more outside of what they had already to get other people. Um, to me, it's like, who the hell is that next Nicky Ren? I don't even know if Ren is even that great. Or Chelsea Lane or Gelfan or these guys. It just You know you know what the funny thing about Celebrini is? Um he was the most hyped trainer I remember from like twelve to fifteen years ago. Like he was right, one he of was the Steve f- Nash's. Yeah, because he was one because everyone's like, How is Nash doing this at thirty five? And it was all these puff pieces on Rick Celebrini and like I mean, obviously he's really good at his job to get to where he is, right? But it, it is just kind of funny to me because like everything fell apart on his watch and it's, I don't know that any of it's his fault and I won't blame him because I'm not a doctor and that's just kind of, it's just kind of messed up to me. Right. Yeah. I, I actually don't really blame him. Honestly. I, to me, it's like, yeah, to, to me kind of looking at it, it's like, I don't like, what's the worst thing that, I mean the KD stuff, but it's like, well, KD even has K- his own, you know, we're not going to go to KD. We're not well, gonna here's, the, here's the thing about KD. He had every reason to blame the Warriors, and he still won't do it. Yeah, no. Which lets you yeah. know everything. Like, I mean, he he really could have taken the – he could have – if he felt a certain way, he could have easily let it be known that, like – You know who would have done it? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, what's the next one? All right. With the emergence from original Bay Area, one, one of my favorites on here, with the emergence of Pascal – and with Draymond's shot not falling, that's an understatement, um, along with the numbers and other factors to be decided, could you see a scenario where Dray moves to an Iguodala role on the bench? Huh. Come on. You answer it. Should he or could he? Could he? Absolutely not. Should he? Maybe. Uh, but there's no zero chance clutch Draymond is going to be going to be listening to Steve Kerr putting him on the bench uh should he I actually don't think so I actually think he should he should be playing because to me it feels like if Draymond's going to lose a step or two it's actually going to look really bad and it's going to be worse than hey should he come off the bench a lot of what he does is he magnifies it's intuitive it, it's it, that and he makes Stephen Clay a lot better the hell are you gonna do with Draymond with scrubs you're watching it right now it's not great right uh, if anything <laughs> Pascal being what he is might be the perfect six man next year. And he will be. Yeah. I or, think or um I think Draymond's value is with Stephen Clay. Has to be. And I could see a scenario where Draymond's minutes go down as a starter. At, like he still starts, but it's like twenty seven minutes instead of thirty two. And maybe he doesn't close every game, much to his displeasure. I could see Kerr put it, keep him on the bench if he's not doing what he wants. Ooh, I don't know about. Well, okay, so there's another question here, and, and this, I could definitely uh, see Kerr pulling that in like a mid December game to send a well, message. Okay, okay, well, yeah. I, I don't see Kerr doing that in a playoff game, but uh, uh, but yeah, I, I I'm I'm with you. I don't see. I just don't see the value Draymond brings coming off the bench. Quite frankly, even Iguodala off the bench was never ideal it was more about like getting harrison barnes going yes, correct yes that's, uh, and yeah. and um pascal is not a guy who needs to play next to steph and clay to get going like he's actually it's a nice little like he can get his own shot and like he can kind of function with bench lineups um two-parter question because we got one from baltej nba who oh, i was about a, to read that one well he a, it's about draymond that's why yeah that's, that's why I, was, I was going to that one next yeah so thoughts on shifting draymond to full-time center this one's interesting because 
I've been thinking about it. I think Draymond might be at the point in his career where he's only average at power forward, but he's still a game changer at center. So there's two ways to do that. You could do him playing full-time center. That's what the Houston Rockets would do, right? And that might wear him out. Or you can just live with the fact that you're not going to get the best impact from him for 80% of the game, knowing that you can flip a game. You can always you can go to the center thing when you need to, but you're really trying to save it for when you really need it. And I and I think uh, that's still going to work. That's that Draymond at center is is I think always going to work uh, until honestly until I see it not happen. Like I'm I'm just going to believe in that always. Uh, I will say though that wearing that wearing down thing is very real. Uh, Draymond's wearing down and he's really not even playing center this season. Uh, PJ Tucker, who is like basically an Iron Man, he's got an injury that he's dealing with right now that's only going to get worse. So it's. Um, so even if it's going to hurt him, if it's going to get him worn down, I mean, imagine what's going to happen with full-time Draymond at center. So, so that, yeah, that's Kerr's not going to allow it to happen. That's the thing. We both know it's a mismatch advantage because he can physically guard centers, but centers can't keep up with him. But the cumulative aware of having to bang with, you know, like Andre Drummond, who he's a better player than. And then the next game, it's Aaron Baines. And then the next game, it's... Um, yeah, no, you're right. Valanciunas or whatever. Yeah, and like none of these guys are better, but they are bigger. And you played you played center. Everyone knows Andy's the star center, uh, Lowell High, class of what, 2008? 2009, yeah. Okay, like all that stuff. It's... It, where, like... You can only have a guy 60 pounds heavier than you crash into your back so many times before everything starts hurting too much. Yep. Yep. So, so and, and uh, there's a where, and there's a lot of games. Aaron Baines, future warrior Aaron Baines. Uh, I like that one. Uh, hey, let, we're going to keep going, but I got I mean, I gotta, I'm going to actually read from uh, Tommy Gunn. <laughs> let me do uh, that. Let me do that. Let me do that. Let me well, no, Let me read this first. His okay. follow up on Baltej's question. Oh, okay, uh, okay. he said. He said if Pascal's recent plays in a total aberration should Kerr limit Draymond's minutes in an Andre sort of way in the regular season. I actually do think we've hit on this. I kind of think that's what we're in for going forward. I don't. I don't think we're going to see Draymond playing the thirty-eight to forty minutes of the regular season ever again. Well, I guess the problem is that well, not ever again, but like, pro- we're going to see it far less often. The problem, yeah, but the problem is that. The Warriors have still have to win games, and it's not like Steph right. and Clay are guys that can play thirty five anymore. Or we don't know, maybe, but like, but like we don't know, right? So now you've got your best three players are guys that you don't want to play thirty five minutes a game. How are you going to win fifty five games? Full Spurs, right? Well, you're right. That, you are right. This only this only works if they get ten, they get ten eleven deep. And we don't know. We don't know if that's like we like Pascal, we like Wiggins, we like these guys, but but it's like. Yeah, they got to win though. Like they, they're cute this season because they're losing, and we can say we like Mark Mulder. And there's no expectations. But like he better, yeah, he better be winning. Like they better be helping win next season, and we don't know if that's the case. Even with Pascal, who we think is probably what the best guy that's not a star on this team, right? So it's so. I mean, I we'll get they'll get some vets, which we've talked about a million times. Um, all right, real quick, we've got Untucket. Untucket is back. So ever wonder why traditional button-ups look so long and baggy? That's because they were never meant to be worn that way. Although back in high school, 
all about long and baggy. Uh, untuck it. Actually, middle school is what I meant. Untuck it shirts were specifically designed to be worn untucked. No matter your size or shape, their shirts are the perfect untucked length. With more than 50 fit combinations, untucked shirts look great on tall, short, slim, and athletic guys of all ages. So don't just take my word for it. Try untuck it for yourself. Visit untuckit.com and use code BLUEWIRE for 20% off your first order. They even offer free shipping and returns on all orders in the U.S. That's untuckit, U-N-T-U-C-K-I-T.com. Promo code BLUEWIRE for 20% off your first order. Nice. By the way, the A's are pitching a no-hitter in spring training. And I'm watching it right now. This oh, is... my God. Get, anyway. this, get this guy some help. Jesus. Well, the Warriors aren't really helping feed my addiction for sports uh, right I now. Was, I turned on – yeah, that's true. I turned on – I was watching the, the USF against Zags earlier. The Zags, a team full of white guys. They're ranked second in the nation. What the hell is going on in college basketball? Disgusting. It really, the Warriors really did pick an awful year to tank because there's no one interesting in college basketball. I was even looking at it. Of the top ten picks, I think – think half of them will be players who played internationally and that includes like lamello ball and you know guys who aren't international players but played internationally so it's it, it is kind of a rough year for if you want to totally geek out on draft stuff you can't even get that into college basketball yeah i mean and college sucks anyway so it does but like at least if you have some interesting prospects you have an angle to watch it from a warrior's perspective <laughs> Yeah, that, that's uh, that's true. I, uh, I'm getting like angrier. You can't, you, I'm you getting can't more watch more Wiseman. Pissed. You can't watch. I mean, like I think the only player in the top five who I mean is like Anthony Edwards. He's probably I not going to be in the tournament. I was going to say that's. I get vis. I get upset. Upset whenever people talk about Anthony Edwards. He is. Uh, he is the worst. Let's move to next questions. I don't want to talk about Edwards anymore. All right, from our guy, me. our guy, our guy Kevin. <sighs> Between you and Andy. Y'all are both born to immigrant families, so obviously your immune systems are exceptionally strong compared to whites. <laughs> but who would survive longer if coronavirus became the apocalypse? By, by the way, shout out to Kevin, who uh, who's just pretty much talking like, like us now. I mean, come on, compared to whites, come on, that's everyday speech. And uh, shouts to him, too. Uh, so, so good for you. Who do you think survives? Who do people think survives? Uh, Should we throw a poll up after we release the pod? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so <laughs> um, the good thing about <laughs> I will say the good thing about like um, the good thing about being being Chinese and, and growing up Chinese is that I've eaten so much like weird stuff and like kind of you built my, your tolerance. I've really built my tolerance to weird shit that's probably not healthy for me um, that I think will be okay. See, I don't know much about per- Persian delicacy, but I feel like you're probably on the same level of, listen, if we have to eat like, I don't know, like like forest weird berries <laughs> for like six <laughs> months, I feel like we'll be okay. I feel like we won't get the, the same stomach aches as other people will get. If we have to eat weird mushrooms that we find at Golden Gate Park. Or, or we'll just eat, we'll get the stomach ache and just keep moving. That's, that's the more likely part. I, I get many, many stomach problems, but then, you know, I just keep pushing on. Can't complain. 
this this is uh this is what happens see i don't know about your diet but my diet never consists of things like vegetables and like things that are actually healthy for me like you know grilled chicken you know rotisserie you know how people eat that or whatever no to you, me, you want it, de- you want deep fry that thing everything's deep fried everything's roasted you know i'm eating i'm eating pig intestines you know i'll be i think i'll be <laughs> fine man i'll be fine cough it up cough it up i'll be okay <laughs> so Corona's gonna hit and take out all the LeBron stands, but Lightyear's is gonna still be standing. We're still gonna be potting right through it. We're still gonna be shitting on bronze stands. No mercy. Uh, <laughs> hey, by, by the way, I don't know if we're gonna get to it, but did you see what went on today on the jump? I'm so I don't know how we didn't talk about this already. Um, today today's jump. To. <laughs> um, Sam is. Uh, it's just he's deciding whether he wants to go off or not. The, the propaganda, it's it's strong. Here's, I was having this conversation with someone in text, and it's interesting how hard they try to sell certain angles and how no one buys it. Like, we're still not getting any indication that ratings are high, that people are buying these narratives of, you know. And um, it's just interesting to me. I think people don't give the public enough credit for being able to decipher what BS is. And what's what's manufactured and what's actually organic? You know, I, I was thinking about this. You know how ratings were at an all time high when the Warriors were in the middle of their run. No one was telling you to watch it. People <laughs> just got word that like, oh my god, you got to see this thing, and it happened so organically. And that's kind of the beauty of sport, right? Because they were they were doing something that people didn't think was conceivable, starting with like shooting from 30 feet away and then winning at an unsustainable clip and all these things. And it was organic and people wanted to God, see it. It's a great people take. wanted to see it. People weren't sure if they believed it. Like some people were all in. Some people were like, they can't win like this, but people wanted to see it. God. Now we just turn on the TV and it's people telling us how great something is, but I don't see it translating. I God, that's good. Um, you you mentioned on our premium. By the way, we have a premium podcast that we do once or twice a week as well. Um, go ahead and subscribe to that. Uh, but you mentioned that Steph had this type of electricity that was like you just don't see even from guys like LeBron. Um, and I think that's it. That that's a hundred percent it. Because here's the thing: I watched that game against the Bucks. I watched the game against the Clippers. And I very much enjoyed it. I know you did too. And we enjoyed there were watching excellent that. games. Great playoff intensity games. And I would have been very happy just just enjoying basketball, saying, you know what, LeBron, second greatest player of all time, maybe, probably, but he's damn good this season, right? I'd probably pick him over everyone in the playoff series. But you turn on the TV the next day or you go on Twitter, whatever it is, and all you see is, well, you know, he had to maneuver through Kobe dying and, uh, you know, he handled Hong Kong and China and Dale Mori. And, you know, that's kind of the reason why he's the MVP and we're not going to talk about anything. It's like all this stuff where it's like, I don't need that. I really don't need that. I watched the basketball game and I know that LeBron is really fucking good. And, and let's talk about that, right? Like, that's what I want to know. Um, and instead, we're like you said, we're thrown in our face by all this other just... It turns Random you off. shit. Because yeah. the interesting thing to me is he's still the he controls so the game. Good. He controls the game better than anyone. Like you can criticize certain aspects of his game and definitely he's lost some athleticism. But like just in terms of IQ and ability to control the floor, he's still got it. And it's really interesting watching him go against guys like Giannis 
or Kawhi who are better than him in certain aspects. Like Giannis is just physically more dominant than him. And like Kawhi is more skilled than him, but he can beat them because he's still smarter and knows how to control a game in a way that very few people, if any, ever do. And that should be the conversation. Yes. Yes. Instead, I have someone telling me he's out here, you know, (laughs) friend of the program, by the way, solving geopolitical issues and like fighting for Kobe who like, by the way, did they ever have a relationship? Like, come on. I'm not even I'm not even trying to laugh, but you're right. It's fucked up. And it's it's inauthentic. Like he should be he should be getting the coverage that Tom Brady gets where people are like, can he still do it at this age? It's pretty amazing. Like you, you're kind of drawn to the fact that he has so many years and miles on him, and he can still compete with guys who are younger and "quote unquote" more talented than he is at this stage of his career. But instead, it has to be about something else, and that's just a turnoff. Yep, 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 yep. So I'm with you. Uh, the and by the way, Giannis, who seems to be really close with Giannis, deleted his Twitter account because of Kobe passing away by the way so I think he was just another player that was really struck by what happened um and it's around the NBA around the NBA a lot of the players were like that and yet we only hear about one guy so um you're with me we're together on this the point we're trying to make is that LeBron is great uh he's one of the greatest players of all time we love watching LeBron the problem is what surrounds LeBron in terms of the talk it's just, it is exhausting. We we don't need any more of it. But I think it's just begun, Sam. And it's inauthentic. It's and it's inauthentic. That's the thing. Just be authentic about what he's doing. What he's doing is amazing, and it's interesting. And instead, we have to make it about something else. <laughs> All right, uh, moving to the next question. Yes. <laughs> From option zero, Jonathan, one of, uh, one of my favorites. Um, he's Asian, by the way, so I'll just let you know. Thank you for letting me know that. All right. Yeah. Mark Jackson is clearly the choice in Brooklyn for maximum entertainment value. But are we sleeping on Tibbs? Ugly, bre- ugly breakup with Butler. Oh, my God. Analytics allergic. Doesn't believe in rest. Rep exceeds performance. Yelling at Kyrie. Blue, blue, blue. <laughs> A pick and roll is going to be fun. Ooh, Tibbs. I don't think they would hire Tibbs, but... <laughs> You got you got Kyrie's uh, shoulder, you got KD's Achilles, and then you got Kyrie's nose. Uh, you really think <laughs> you re- you really think that's a good pairing? Uh, we should probably talk about it, Atkinson, huh? Do you think we should touch on that? It's kind of yeah. We got a couple questions about it. I don't want to okay. call everyone out by name, and I'm gonna apologize for that. But um, the Nets fire Atkinson, huh? Whew. We like Atkinson, correct? We, he's we, a good coach. We like him. Yeah, he he's uh, yeah he seems he seems like a good coach and a and a good well, dude. He's he's objectively a good coach. There are diff there are coaches who thrive in certain situations other more than others. Like for example, Steve Kerr. Um, you know, I don't know how Steve would do in Kenny Atkinson's situation the last five years with like D'Angelo and Karis LeVert and all these things. I kind of feel like he'd probably complain that they can't do all the things he wants them to do instead of like teaching them to play a certain way. Um, but like Kenny Atkinson built up that program and there is value in being the guy who can walk into a situation and like get the fundamentals down for guys. Uh yeah, so maybe so he maybe he's going maybe he's going to the Knicks. Maybe he's going 
Uh, would like to see him in some of the younger teams in the Western Conference. I guess the Grizzlies already have a pretty good coach. But, um, but okay, so I think the main point that, that we probably want to hit on is Kevin Durant uh, left. He, he liked Atkinson. That seemed to be one of the reasons why he, he went over there. But as we know with I'm KD, sure. yeah, as we know with KD, he's got many, uh, many takes, many things that he says. Uh, he is a takesman. <laughs> he KD. really needs his own pod. He's by far going to be the best. He would be the best podcaster in the NBA. Uh, yes. Yes, he would. Uh, what else does he tell you, Sam? <laughs> um, <laughs> what I was going to say is, um, so it seems like the players were upset that DeAndre Jordan wasn't starting. And the oh. DeAndre angle is like, that's like the 20% BS you get in the NBA that you don't get anywhere else. Like, wh- why do you care? <laughs> why? Um, I don't know, man. I I guess to me, I, I can't even be mad about it because it seems inevitable. I guess my question is, where do they go from here? What do you want them to do? I mean, they better. I mean, they're probably going to hire Tyron Lue, right? Because that's who that's who that's well, the, who Kyrie the funny, wants. The funny thing is, Ty Lue um, did not get along with Kyrie. That was not a um, that was not like a uh, a cursed staff relationship. Uh, <laughs> um, and it's funny to see his name linked again because he, they they had little issues there here and there. But do you um, uh, do you know why he's linked? I got an analogy for you. I think you'll enjoy. I uh, have my own theories, but God. <laughs> well, okay. I don't, I don't. I guess I don't have a theory or anything. But my 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 analogy here is that, you know, I'm 28 now. You know, you you have your first girlfriend or your second girlfriend. And you know it just it goes to shit. But at least at least you fell in love. You won a championship. So you know one thing went right. And you know and then you kind of move on and you do different things. And then you I realize like, with this. <laughs> you know, realizing Ty- Tyler wasn't that bad. <laughs> he wasn't. At least we were in love. You see, you see you what know, it's I, like I, with Brad Stevens. You see a little Kenny Atkinson. And you're like, you know what. You know what? Yeah. Just because Tyloo liked to, you know, slurp LeBron here and there, it wasn't that bad. It was. He cheated on me a few. T- uh, she cheated on me a few times. That's okay. Um, so I mean, that's. I think part of it's just familiarity. I think. I think Kyrie's what he's. He's getting older. He's injury prone. He's kind of like you know. He's kind of at near not the end of his career, but he's at a point where it's like you kind of can't do a new coach or someone that you don't know. So that it feels like to me, he's just kind of yeah. They have to guy. get a. I mean, it's they're not going to hire um, some random assistant who's like popular with NBA Twitter. It's, it's going to for sure be like an established name. I can't even imagine like, I don't know who's, who's like a low level assistant who everyone's really high on. I laughed like hard f- because I've seen those types of names. So many yeah. times. and they kind of, just, Oh, this guy, this guy's great. This guy, he's like, he's like 42. Well, I guess like the NFL version of, of, of signing of like, well, I guess Sean like, McVay. Sean out, McVay. But, yeah. Yeah. Matt but it's like Matt LaFleur. Right? Yeah. Matt LaFleur. That's the one. That's the one. They're not going with the LaFleur. It's not. It's not happening. What's the, What's your theory on uh, on uh, Kyrie KD? Because I mean, they're stuck. They're stuck with those two. I don't, I don't know if that's a good thing. I my theory is I think KD loves this. I think. Hear me out on this one. I think it bothered him the way that Steph never did any wrong, and anything that went wrong was KD's fault. Now. He has a point guard where if anything goes wrong, everyone assumes it's Kyrie, not him. It's like, uh, it's it's like, you know, Atkinson gets fired and everyone's like, Kyrie. That is yeah. true. 
That is true. <laughs> you think KD is that diabolical? He just he just in the back, you know, he's just in his room podcasting uh, on his burners, and he's just like, you know what? I can't get in trouble. <laughs> I can't. He can't. No, you're right though. Who has who has everybody online blamed for what's happened here? Right, Kyrie. <laughs> it's it's all Kyrie. Um, Katie's loving it. Katie's loving it. Although, they're, although, but, although they're best friends. But on a basketball note, I do think they need a coach with a big personality. Like they're, they both have personalities. They're both not afraid to speak back. Um, and that's not a bad thing. They need a coach who's. Everyone says they want to fill Jackson, but they need like a guy like that who's going to tell them to you know, <laughs> quote unquote get into line here and there or just tell them what they need to hear. I don't know who that'll be. Maybe it'll be Mark Jackson. I hope it's Mark Jackson. Oh, Mark. Yeah. Mark Jackson would be great. Uh, he's just kind of a perfect player coach. You know, KD and Kyrie are going to love it because they could do whatever they want until they hate him. <laughs> you think, you think Mark Jackson's going to, going to bring uh, Kyrie on stage and talk about uh, on stage yeah. at the, at church and talk about uh, holy water on his ankle on his shoulder. Sorry. Yeah, so he, what's more likely, he I, I threw this on Twitter, that he um, he tries to bless Kyrie's shoulder to, to heal it, or he tells the rest of the team Kyrie's possessed by demons. You tweeted that? Yeah. Ah, oh, I, I didn't even know you tweeted that. I, that's, <laughs> I just stole your, I stole your material right on the podcast. But it's <laughs> fair, because I, I think both will happen. I think he'll try to once save Kyrie's shoulder, and then when Kyrie... Um, and him get into a fight, he'll tell everyone Kyrie's possessed by demons, and that's why he wants him to lose. <laughs> the uh, the Nets are in shambles. I, but do we expect anything else? Yeah, Mark, Mark Jackson. But I really do think Mark Jackson is the be- is going to be the best guy uh, for that team. Um, this is this is what we expected. Come on, this is what we expected. Right. Let's keep moving forward. All right, from Franny Wagon, Chris Francis. I have a theory. Do you agree? Steph is underappreciated to the masses because of his nickname Splash Brother, unlike King, Beard, Freak, and most throughout history. Curry's nickname relies on being half of a whole. Can't be a brother without a sibling. (laughs) What if people find the time to think of these things? Um, (laughs) What the hell? Okay, so I think think Steph's... I, I didn't even see this question. I'm like winging it. So I think Steph, he has a nickname. It's Steph. So I think that's kind of like... The like, baby-faced like, assassin. I was gonna say, what, yeah. what are all the fits? Um, fits That's just fits constantly thing, yeah. comes up with nicknames for the Human Torch. Um, you're right. You're right. I, I'm 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 out on the Fitz coin nicknames, although it's pretty funny in the moment. But Steph, Steph, I think I think part of actually what that's done is it's actually made Clay Thompson uh, for a while a lot better than he was. Um, I think Clay Thompson yeah. got to a point where he got a lot better offensively and even defensively, but it wasn't like that when they first got turned. By the way, friend of the program Brian Witt uh, came up with Splash Brothers. Um, yeah, when it first came out, Steph was an MVP. Clay was not even an All Star. Like, and the, and and so uh, I don't know if that brings down Steph because he's still the MVP, but it's certainly kind of like oh, like since they're Splash Brothers, Clay Thompson's you know kind of on Steph's level, and really that was never the never the case. Um, kind of maybe until 20, 2016. Yeah. And I think, um, I think one of the, um, I think Fran, uh, Chris Francis hits at, uh, the underlying theme though. Steph has always been a guy who props up his teammates. Like the discussion around Steph is always about the team and the system and how it brings the best out of everyone. 
Whereas all the other guys, it's talking about their singular talents. I mean, we can even go back to our, uh, our friend Dave McMenamin talking to Steph as a collaborative talent as a way to slight him. Everything about Steph is always contextualized in the concept of the team. And the other stars we mentioned, it, it, it has to be about them only. So it kind of gets lost in that extent, even though basketball is a team game and we both know Steph's ability to bring out the best in everyone and create this whole like orchestra and this whole thing has to go down to his singular talent. But it is what it is. If people don't realize how good Steph is at this point, you know, they're lost. Yeah. Yeah. We could, we don't go only uh, bring that up so many times. Actually, we'll bring it up every podcast. Uh, we do enjoy that. Um, yeah, but I think you're right. What do we, we got any more? Yeah, we got, we got a lot more. Um, all right. From Robbie Evans. Uh, sorry if I asked this before. He can't shoot threes, but he's young, good defender, bouncy six eleven competitor with great passing skills. And the Kings botch picking up his option. One Classic. year. Would you use the taxpayer mid-level exception on Harry Giles? Um, this is actually a good question because we got a we got a handful of questions on mid level exception and other stuff. So let's let's just take it broader. One, I love Harry Giles. I think he the questions about him are similar to the questions about Looney, but he has more talent than Looney. Where people are just, I mean, you can only have so many knee surgeries in high school before people start wondering if he could physically hold up, right? Um. Would you would you like the Warriors si- signing someone like Harry Giles with that exception? Um, I would like the Warriors to sign Harry Giles with anything. Um, I think you made it. That's the one. I I would co- totally agree with the Kevon Looney thing. It's classic uh, draft the guy injury talent. He's way more talented than Looney. Um, but I I I do it because to me it's also who the hell are you gonna else who the hell else are you gonna get? You're not gonna get Marcus Saul with that. You're probably not going to get Serge Ibaka with that. You're really not going to get anyone that's going to be. You're that probably helpful. not going to get Aaron Baines with that, which would no, probably yeah. that's our list of three. Because like, okay, let's let's take this a step back. In a perfect world, if you're just thinking about it like binary, they have Looney, who's a little injury prone, but we know he can play. Marquise Chris is a young project who's done been really good, right? Uh, but you don't want Chris to be your starter, and then Smiley Geach is your long-term project which you hope will be good you you know if you're a lake up you really hope it'll be good but um so you want that other center in the rotation to just be i mean i'm not saying you want to be zaza but you just want a reliable vet right yep um but harry giles is so talented and it's hard to pass on that guy i guess if they got harry giles i would be interested in trading looney because I just think they need one center who's a little more reliable in the rotation. Yeah, then Does you're relying. Make- yeah, but then you're relying on Giles, and I don't know if. They- well, you can't rely on Looney, so it's like two question marks. So well, that's it's that's tough. my thing. You don't want the other center to be um, kind of a. Even if you think Giles is good, he's a little bit of a question mark because he's young and injury he is. prone. Yes. You can't have everyone be young and injury prone in your center rotation is all I'm saying. Yeah. So if 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 they get Giles, I would start looking at shopping Looney for I don't know, a vet who can do something. Yeah, that that's the um 
that that's a great call. I mean, uh, and then you're just swapping, Robin you're Lopez. swapping, you're swapping roles. Like now you're saying Giles is your young loony type who you think really highly of, but you want a vet there for insurance reasons. You know what? Why don't we just send Draymond over to Sacramento? It's tr- Sacramento loves everything that the Warriors do. Send him over. You get Giles well, back. We can't. We can't, mm-hmm. we, we can't do that because he's a free agent. But, so, one thing people don't don't realize is if someone's a free agent, if the Warriors don't sign him outright, if it's a sign and trade, it automatically hard caps him again. So, Give the me only trade. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Buddy Healed. Buddy Healed can come. Just all shooters, no one inside. They, they, they no one playing defense either. Uh, Clay's, no, you're, Clay's coming back from a knee injury. He could play center. He can play all. But they're probably going to downside Clay to three. By the way, you probably haven't. We haven't talked about that enough. But uh, but the NBA is so small now. Um, no, I yeah. I mean, I guess I was half joking. But um, but the Kings probably who probably values Draymond the highest in the NBA. The Warriors won, probably the Kings, right? Like you would think, probably the Kings number two. Um, I'm going to give you a little... And then uh, the Blazers. I'm going to leave you a gossip I heard off record. Uh, the reason the Kings picked Bagley was because they they were really uh, interested in having a small ball counter for Draymond. <laughs> Which, um, if true, is just hilariously Kings to me because... Um, I mean, they should be more concerned with getting the eight seed. <laughs> so. How about be concerned about... Getting to the postseason before thinking about before you're worried the about like championship lineups. <laughs> God, just cla- just classic. I don't game. know if it's true, but um, I trust the person who told it to me. We're gonna move this forward. We did a new nuke segment, by the way, for next to the qu- next question. Sam sources. Sam sources. Yes, <laughs> yes. All right, from Jeff Curry. Uh, more important piece next year: veteran big or veteran backup point guard. Ooh. And who should the Warriors ta- target for each? We t- we've talked about this extensively on premium, which you should all subscribe to. We think they need a vet guard, a vet wing, and a vet big. They need three vets to round out the rotation one way or another, right? Um, do you have a preference on which one? I guess the question I comes do. down to is which one do you think they should prioritize the money on? Yeah, I do. Um, guard. Guard, I think it's not even close. Why? Um, I, so I, they have one ball handler. They have step well. They have Draymond. They have two, um, and that's it. That's it. That's all I trust. Regardless if they draft Killian Hayes or Anthony Edwards or whomever. And the NBA today, I've made this point on Twitter many times. In the NBA today, it doesn't matter who raises the ceiling of your team, who makes you great. It's a ball handler, right? So they should prioritize the person that can lead the bench and maybe play crunch time minutes. I'm not saying Ricky Rubio should be in the last five of a closing lineup. But there are going to be games where he should be in there. I'm not even saying it should be Ricky Rubio, but I think they should prioritize. You want it to be Ricky Rubio? <laughs> I've mentioned on every podcast in the last month. I do love Rubio. Um, I I do think they need to uh, prioritize someone that can handle the ball. Um, you you just can't have you can't have Steph and Draymond kind of just all game all season. You need someone else. Um, they had Iguodala, they had Livingston, especially the way they play and Steve Kerr wants to play. I think they'll also prioritize a, uh, a ball handler too, though, instead of a big. Yeah, um, they do need a ball handler. In terms of prioritization, I'm going to go with the cop-out answer. I need to know who the big and the guard are. I need to know what their options are um, before I make a decision between the two. I don't think they should be making decisions binarily on position. Uh, they didn't get successful 
by making decisions on just position. Because if they did, they wouldn't have traded for Iguodala when they had Barnes and Clay. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you just have to go talent over position at some point. And yeah, I think uh, I think it comes down to that. I think they need both, and I'm interested in either way in which they can get both. Yep. Uh, moving it forward. If the only way you can get Giannis is to trade Clay away, would you do it? Who's the only never trade player on the team? Who the hell? Who, who asked this? This who is from Cat at B-Ball Cats. Yes. It hurts. Yes. The only person that you don't trade away is Steph. I, uh, that's the only person you don't trade away. Um, so, yes. Steph's the only one who's guaranteed a statue. Um. Dr- uh, at this point, Clay and Draymond at least have uh, plaques outside. You know, they could get statues, but they at least have a plaque, right? Steph's already got a statue. Um, I'm with you. I wouldn't want to trade Clay, but worse comes to worse. I don't know how you can't. I don't know how you say no to it. This isn't Kevin Love, who we were both wrong on, by the way, in 2014. But um, Giannis is generational. And. It would hurt, but I think you got to do it if you got to do it. Yep. Uh, then uh, let's not talk about it anymore because if it happens, they will do it. So we know that. <laughs> um, okay. We got a few more questions here. Uh, uh, by the way, Coachella postponed six months, huh? Uh, wait, they're going to do it in October? Yeah. In India. Me. Now you now you can wear your Dila Warriors jersey to Coachella and it'll be retro. I've been to Coachella once. I am uh, I'm not a fan. I won't be going back. Um, just it, it, at a certain point, you're like it's like it's a lot of 21 year olds. I'm good. I'm okay. okay, here from a uh, creature co- from Cat and Bird is spacing somewhat in quotes overrated in regards to a team centered around Steph and Clay. Rangy defenders that can keep the team in transition seem more important, especially since average spacing is is piss poor passer defender. We've seen limited spacers get played off the floor in the playoffs far more often than versatile guys that can't shoot. This is an interesting point. So prioritize what you want in players around Steph and Clay in order. Well, we've seen what's worked, right? I think that's the argument. The argument is what's worked, and that's long, rangy defenders, smart IQ, not great on offense. That's worked, though. You put those guys around Steph and Clay, you won a championship. You got to another NBA Finals, and then you got like the greatest two-way player of all time, and you won two more. Um, I, the problem, I think, though, Sam, with this question is, it's it's not realistic that they get those players again. So I think that's the problem. You're saying there's not three Iguodala's in free agency sitting there, there waiting for minimums? <laughs> there's not even a Livingston. Or maybe there is. But there, there's not any of those guys. I guess they could trade exception, use the trade exception on Iguodala. <laughs> Can they? It'd be kind of funny. Um, but you just you can't do that again. So I think it's like it's kind of moot. It's They're kind of stuck where... They kind of have to play guys or develop guys like Pascal or Jordan Poole or maybe some guys that are just maybe better on offense than they are on defense and just kind of pray that that's enough. Um, or you go super big like what the uh, 
what the Lakers have done. Um, they got like JaVale, Dwight. I mean, I guess AD is kind of a freak, but then you got LeBron. So it's a little bit different. But but uh, they won against the Clippers by going small. And they weren't really small, but they, they played AD at center in the second half. Yeah. Which, I mean, they, they kind of played all their cards, but I'll wait that for another uh, another time. But, uh, but I mean, you're with me, right? They just they, they can't do it again. They can't do that again. They have to pivot another way. Um, and that, that other way may just have to be they just need to have more spacing and sacrifice defense. That, that may be the only way. Okay, this ties into another question we have here, which I'm going to read, and it's, I'm going to give my answer, from Bob Lynn. Would you rather have Wiggins or Tobias Harris next to Steph Clandre? And I'd rather have Wiggins. And the reason is because Wiggins can do more things while playing defense. And and I think that's the big thing for me. I don't need the guys around Steph and Clay to be amazing shooters as much as I need them to be defenders who can do something on offense. Tobias Harris is a better shooter than Wiggins, right? Like, that's objectively a fact. Better shooter, better score. But Tobias Harris can't guard anyone. And he'll get hunted in defense. Wiggins, theoretically, we've seen him guard people. If you can get Wiggins' defense consistent, even with the lack of a shot, he can still cut and score in various ways. That I'd rather have the guy who could defend and do those things than the guy who can knock down shots but is a liability on defense. And I think that's the bigger thing. Like, I'm more interested in seeing Pascal develop. He's showing some defensive instincts, but it's got a ways to go. But he's not a shooter, but he is a scorer. I'd rather have a guy who can do things on offense and defend than a guy who can just shoot. I think the big takeaway here is we can't have three dudes who are just defensive specialists <laughs> next to Stephen Clay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think that the debate between, I mean, not really a debate because I'd rather have Wiggins too, but uh, that that's a good point where you just have a pretty mediocre offensive player, but he's not below average because um, I think Iguodala and he, he is really can do, pretty He can do average. various things. Yeah. Yeah, but he, he's right in the day mediocre, but then defensively he does have the upside. Um, to be a good three, uh, one, two, and three uh, on defense. So that's uh, yeah, that'll help. That'll size. help Steph. Yeah, that'll help Steph though, right? You'll you'll have Clay and Draymond. Uh, sorry, Clay and Wiggins, where you can switch switch off against one twos and threes. You can hide Steph, uh, and then you hope that you get Draymond and uh, you know someone like Looney uh, to kind of to protect the uh, to protect the rim. So that's uh, you rather have that than someone like Tobias Harris. Like unless it's Kevin Durant, right? Who needs the ball? You kind of don't want someone else that really needs the ball like that. Um, so, so yeah, yeah. If it's a player who needs the ball, they need to be worth it. Um, all right, let's. You want to do two more questions and get out of here? Yeah. All right. If Steve Kerr had his way, who would be on this team next year? <laughs> from, from Luke Three Soda. You're not gonna give us options. We gotta, we gotta just come with the top. I give you, I could give you the archetype of the type of player that he wants. Uh, he wants a center that doesn't shoot the ball, uh, sets a bunch of backdoor screens, and can make the backdoor pass. Aaron Baines. <laughs> uh, Aaron Baines can shoot too, so maybe he doesn't want Aaron Baines. Definitely doesn't want that guy to shoot. Uh, I think he wants. Uh, a guard that's going to allow Steph Curry to play off ball. Really, I'm kind of explaining players that they've had already, but you can kind of see like. He wants Steve. high. He wants high IQ players. Is really what it comes down to. Um, so, 
Let's take this to the flyer guys I have on the roster right now. Which of them do you think you... Here's a better way to put it. Which players that the Warriors have had this year who are not Steph, Clay, or wait, like big contract guys, which ones do you think he wants back next year? I think he wants Marquise Chris back for sure. Yes, because that's his version of JaVale. Um, I think he definitely wants Glenn Robinson the third back. Yes, that's an easy one. Correct. I think they'll get him back. I don't think there's anyone else who he's dying for. I think he probably likes what Juan Toscano Anderson does on defense. I like what Juan Toscano Anderson does on defense, but it's that shot has to become a lot more automatic for him to like truly function in a team that's competing. Or you better be Tony Allen, right? And he's not Tony Allen. So, um, so I'm with you. I think Jr. Three, uh, Marquise Chris. I think they'll both be on the roster most likely next season. Um, and then a lot of these other guys are just like, yeah. I think I think they I think he wanted to like Dragon Bender though. I think they wanted Dragon Bender to work out, and I it just it it hasn't it won't. But I think they wanted it to work out. Um, he has he could you know shoot quote unquote um, big enough he maybe quick enough to right pass maybe enough to play defense. Um, and rebound and be a big body, but I, I don't think that experiment experiment worked out. Uh, but I think that was the guy where they're like, yeah, if this works, like we'll be happy. But you know, kind of the other guys like Mark Mulder and and you know Kai Bowman and a couple of the other, the other and then even Damian. By the way, with Damian Lee, a little bit annoying. Didn't need the victory parade after they won the game. Great, you got <laughs> great. look, man. You got yelled at by a couple fucking idiots online. Welcome to fucking professional. Welcome to being a professional athlete. <laughs> like, what wh- what was happening there? I, he got yelled at on Instagram. He got a little got a little hate from. Some I mean, that Warriors was that fans. was corny. It was corny for him to get hated on. I didn't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but that happens. Grow up. Everybody needs you know. Everybody needs immigrant parents. Grow up. Like it happens. <laughs> you, you'll you'll live. You'll live. You just gotta make. You just gotta you know a full contract. Be on the team. You're, you're Steph Curry's brother-in-law. You'll be fine. Just, I didn't understand what that was. Uh, it was a little annoying, to be honest. But I'm not going to tweet it. Good for you. All right, we got <laughs> one last question, and I apologize to everyone whose question we didn't get to this week. Also, from for Gio- those that are still listening, shouts to Giovanni Torres. On a scale of 1 to 10, how likely do you think Giannis is traded to the Warriors this summer? Oh, the last question. I saved it specifically. I was going to read it three questions ago, and I'm like, no, nah, we got to end on this one. Okay, okay. Uh, you want me to go first? Yeah. 10 out of 10, I think that Giannis wants to come to the Bay Area. I think 50-50 that he gets traded in the offseason to the Warriors. Obviously, it depends on what happens, but I, th- I think 50-50 he gets traded to the Warriors. Walk me um, through your scenario for how it happens. <laughs> So what's your, what's your, if you're a war, okay, here, let me, let me back this up. If you're a warrior fan, you're probably a warrior fan. If you're listening to this or you're the 15% of sadistic, <laughs> not warrior fans who listen to this for no reason. Um, <laughs> what, what are the scenarios which amplify the odds that this trade happens? It is literally happening as we speak. So LeBron's going to win an MVP over Giannis. Uh, despite the fact he probably shouldn't win the MVP over Giannis, uh, and part of that is going to be he's LeBron. Part of that is going to be you're in Milwaukee, man. Like you're just you're not you don't get the same you don't get the same power as you do somewhere else. Uh, that's step one. Step two, uh, guys that don't show up and that they're not really the favorites anymore. Right now, you probably want to say that both LA teams are better. 
um, Chris Middleton just shat the bed against the Lakers. Uh, he shat the bed last season. And by uh, the way, this is what it looks like when you're not ready to play that role in a championship team. <laughs> Contrary to popular belief of what people say about Steph and Clay, this is actually what it looks like when you're probably meant to be a third or fourth option on a title team and you're asked to be the second option. Can we say, too, that Clay Thompson probably not meant to be a second option? He had a great NBA Finals, and he had some great moments against OKC. But like a lot of the times in a lot of those games, Clay Thompson was not very good. Um, and we, I love Clay, right? But it's like, it's hard. Clay's, expl- just- Clay's explosive. That's the thing with him. Yes, yes. When he's on, he's hot like no one else. But he'll have a lot of six for 18, 15 <laughs> point nights in the playoffs. Yeah. Um. And, and again, it happens to everyone. But Chris Middleton, definitely, he can't, you know, Clay was going to win them game six this last this year right like he was or last year he was gonna win them that game they're gonna go game seven so it's like he's that i don't know if middleton has a he doesn't have that it just seems like he um he struggles to get a shot off against intense pressure which is what he'll face in the playoffs like he can get a shot off he's better off the dribble than clay but that doesn't mean he's good enough off the dribble to be the you know quote-unquote kobe to Giannis's shack yep um, so, I mean, in terms of the playoffs, you know, if they lose in the second round, yes, but I doubt they lose in the second round, um, or even the Eastern conference finals. I think they're just, they're better than everyone there, but let's say they get their, they get swept by Kawhi and the Clippers, or they get just their asses beat by the Lakers. I think that's probably where Giannis looks around and says, I made it to the finals. We've never been to the finals, but do I really have a chance to win a title here? Right? Like after this great season, after all they've done, he, he walks away with nothing. No MVP, no no championship. The really not a LeBron real feature. The first time, yeah. So uh, that that's the scenario that I, I if I were a Warriors fan, I'd root for that. Okay, to answer the question, I would put it at twenty percent. He's on the Warriors next year. Um, I think there's a lot of hoops to jump. If he was a free agent and the Warriors had cap space, I would be over fifty percent. Because like you, I think he would want to come, but. Basically, for him to come, he would have to pull a full AD and the Bucks would have to give in. It's not unlikely, or sorry, it's not impossible, but it's not probable. There's a lot of steps that need to happen for that to happen, if that makes sense. <laughs> um, they need a, uh, like a Kevin Durant type of uh, perfect ending. So, um, so yeah, I'm with you. This kind of does remind me of the Kevin Durant saga where a lot of people are like, well, Giannis doesn't want to leave. He's a Milwaukee guy. It's like, well, Giannis doesn't really talk. So I don't really know how much you know about Giannis, how much we know about Giannis. But uh, so I think it's a little bit of the same scenario. Um, so we'll see what happens. But uh, also, can we end on this? I think it'd be pretty cool if the Bucks won the title too. Um, no problems with that. Uh, a team that was by far and away the best team, by far and away he was the MVP. Be pretty cool if he had won the title. So, um, but but clutch is uh, clutch is back. They're in full force. So we'll see what it goes. We'll see how it goes in the next few weeks. By the way, just to end it, the A's did not get a no hitter. The Rangers got one hit. I just look at the excitement in your voice. I can't fucking believe it. All right, that's uh, <laughs> that's it. That's how you know we're done. Um, thanks for listening. We'll be we are done. This is a long mailbag episode. Excited to do another one of these. We will be back next week. Subscribe to Premium. Sign up for Bet Online. Promo code BlueWire. Buy an Untucked shirt. 
Actually, buy the Untuck It shirt first and wear it while you subscribe to Bet Online. <laughs> That's perfect. That's fucking perfect.